Hey, Mabel. Hey, Tori. This is Hey Playwright, a podcast about playwriting and life. Hey, Mabel. Hey, Dory. So, how's your writing going? <laughs> well, actually, actually, it's going pretty good. So I'm working on two projects, as you know. One is um, a project that has nothing to do with the theater. And the other is a new project. Actually, I have three projects, Dory. What's your third so project? The third project, I'm going to do a plug. It's a project called Saving Story. So I'm one component of that project. And so it is a, a pretty cool project where theater makers have been paired with individuals who are, because of the situation that we're in, because of this, the, the pandemic, they are um, somewhat isolated from the world because they're in nursing homes, hospice care. And so these theater makers um, are collecting their stories and those pieces will be performed. And um, I think they're gonna be performed on Zoom and there may be a possibility when the world opens up again um, that they will there will actually be a performance, a live performance. And um, so I think they have they have plans for for this. I am in the process of crafting a piece that I have, I've worked with this person. Um, and, uh, this person has told me their very fascinating life story. So I'm excited to work on that. So that's one of the projects that I'm working on. That's what, yes. And, and is there an organization that's sponsoring it? So we're working with new village arts. Um, yes. So yes. <laughs> yes, there is, there is New Village Arts, and yes, and Alita Barthel is spearheading the project. Wonderful. So, oh, yeah. I wanted to ask a question. How are you able to interview the person? Are are you connecting by phone or? Yes. So the the theater makers are connecting through various forms. Um, some people are zooming, um, and some people are using the phone. And some people are trying to do on-site visits, doing the socially distance, but also but being in the same space. Um, so the person that I worked with, I was able to connect with them via the the good old telephone. So, old school. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> the other project I'm working on is the same project you're working on, and with our fellow playwright uh vanessa duran who's also working on this together and what is the name of our project tori did we ever come up with a name by the way we never came up with a formal no, name no did we? we didn't um yeah we'll have to we'll have to sit with that vanessa we need a name my friend uh tanya and i had come up with a a, a writing group name years ago called chicks with bix i love that that's brilliant <laughs> we should just we should that we should steal that I, we can i love it but i would feel weird why i'm a big fan of the precision v5 pens i actually okay so i write every morning um not not for my projects but i do the morning pages 
Have we talked about that? We've talked about that, right? The like from pages. the artist way? Julia Cameron. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The morning pages. So I do that every day. And I just the other day was writing about how much I enjoy writing with my precise. <laughs> did I call it precision? It's precise. Precise. V5. V5. Precise Ooh. V5 pens. Because there's a V7, which I don't love as much. I had this fabulous, I got these Sharpie gel pens and I loved, I love the way they glided. Excuse but then, me? Oh yeah. But, Sharpie gel? Yeah. Yeah. But then, I okay, so maybe it's just the last, a couple of them that I got in the batch. They, they seem to stop up you know, midway. Yeah. So I got frustrated. I'm going to give them another shot because I really do love how smoothly they go across the page. You know, that feeling, it just feels like, yes. Yeah. Um, it get, Like otherwise your hand gets fatigued if you have to write with yes. actual, cause this is a Bic. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I need to, I need to look those. Yeah. Sharpie. Look them up. Okay. By the way, I actually looked up what to do in the event of a gel pen stoppage, you can what? bring them back to life. Okay, what happens? How do you do um, it? You have to put it in hot water. Okay. So you have to like let it sit in, so you have a cup and you, you know, just let it sit there for a while, but it should be like, or warm water, hot water, warm water. You mean, do um, you leave the cap on it? No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, it has whoa. to like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Whoa. No. Oh, man. Nah, you got to get the water. That's what happens, I guess. And, you know, again, this is me. Science is not my forte. So I'm, you know. Hey, any science people out there, you need to write in and tell us what is happening. I'm speaking out of my ass here, but <laughs> it's loosening, it's moistening the, the, the hardened gel. And <laughs> it's like a stool softener. <laughs> Yes, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I did not know that these were a thing, Tori. Yeah, are you looking at them? I am. I'm going to order some right now. Oh, my God. It's magic. They're just fabulous. Should I commit to the 12 count? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's, start that's, with the six. That's a big investment. So, yeah. yeah, because I order these off of Amazon, I get the bulk. But I go through them, you know, because I'm... I'm you know, I go to, yeah. but I will say this, having found pens that I enjoy writing with has made me like, it really does make a difference. It's a game changer oh, yeah. because I used to dread. And I think I never realized that that was the issue, but I think you're right. I think my hand would get tired and I'd be like, ah, dreading writing. Um, but now because I enjoy writing with these pens so much, um, it, I look forward to it. And I will say that it, it wasn't my first time writing about how much I enjoy writing with these pens. You can see that my morning pages are super interesting. <laughs> hey, I think the idea is just to get your hand moving, right? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Thank you for saying that and making me feel okay about. So everybody <laughs> out there, if you, if you feel a struggle, it might be your pen. Your pen might need the magic softener which oh. warm water <laughs> that's funny you need to leave that in because that is funny. you literally like i'm speaking out of my ass and you need this to moisten it and loosen it up <laughs> too funny 
Here's the thing about that, Tori. I just right now put that all together. Yep. Yeah. No, you like hand, you handed it to me. But I didn't realize what I had given you until just now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't know what I had. I am definitely going to put my pens in a bath of warm water and see. <laughs> yes, you should do it. I'm, I'm serious. I brought that this pink pen right here. Yeah. Right yeah. I brought it back. You to brought life. it back to life. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, so the so. project that we are working together <laughs> yes. with our friend, Vanessa <laughs> is uh, we are looking at Linda Jenkins, the 90 day play. So we're at day six right now. So basically the 90 day play is um, a day by day guide to creating the first draft of your play. And where we are right now, it's it's a lot of brainstorming happening, but it's also a big, um, nice dive into character, would you say? Is oh that, yeah, no, that... absolutely. So I, th- I think that's where I am struggling a little bit because my idea involves a bunch of stories intersecting. And so um, I liked that the author gave you an opportunity to then go, okay, well then who is going to be one of those characters, even if you're thinking of a story that doesn't, that focuses on a bunch of different stories intersecting. So I went, okay. And then I was able to do it. But basically each day, the book gives you exercises, writing exercises to focus on, to just help you really dig into details about different parts of the story, right? Because you've got character, you've got plot, you've got setting, um, your, you know, your action of your play, your plot. Um, and right now I would say it is character, although there was some about at, where's the action going to take yeah. place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it also had to do with your character development, mm-hmm. right? How do these places where the characters are going to be have special meaning for them? How is it going to be theatrically engaging for an audience? Those types of questions. So it still is um, dealing with character. Yes. You know what I will say, Tori, about my experience in the play that I'm writing is that the, so the idea that I have for this play is an idea that I, that I've been sitting on for a long time. I mean, gosh, years, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, And I realized like, like I made this discovery or just this decision that the pandemic is actually going to play a critical role in the plot. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, whoa, because I never would have thought that coming. In fact, that was one of the issues when I was like thinking about the plot. I'm like, how is this going to end? And the 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 pandemic is going to be a part of it. So, well, you know, I will say one thing just in six days that has happened. I made discoveries. It, it like it's already taken me in a different direction than what I thought it was going to be. And now my story is evolving into something else. And that is directly a result of just everyday fantasizing about these characters and the situation. You know, actors do that type of work too. You sit and you you imagine, you get yourself into the bones of that character, right? You, you start that like it's a big part of character work. Well, 
I think as playwrights, we have to do that too. So now I'm living, these characters are just a big part of my day now. These, these people. Yeah. And it's, it's the questions that I feel like I am trying to pose in my play have changed from what I thought they would be. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one of the cool things about having this structure of, of this book, the 90 day play thing is that you're, you're thinking about it every day. So you're just kind of keeping up with the momentum, right? Because it's easy to be like, Oh, I'm going to work on this project, but I'm not going to work on it till the weekend. And then you like, you lose the energy and enthusiasm you have for these characters. And then it's and then it's easier to walk away from them. Right? It's easier to just say, Oh, you know, I'm going to go to this party, I'm going to go watch this show I'm going to go but if you're like excited about these characters because you're constantly thinking about them because you know that hey I have to do my writing for the day I have to do my my development for the day um it's just like it becomes you start developing this habit of addressing the art every single day and then 90 days later you have a play and I think that one of the other great things about this process is that because you're doing it every day it sneaks up on you, right? Like you, <laughs> you are creating it without knowing how much work you've created. Right. Right. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Because you look at it, you're like, this is daunting. You know, that, you've exactly, talked about this. You talked about you. this. Yeah, yeah. You talked about this. You said like 10 minute play. I got this. No problem. But like play. Oh, ah, ah. I can't do it. Uh, yeah. I don't have enough. I don't have that much to say. <laughs> But you know what? These people do. Yeah. So, but I also like that uh, the author has you think about the setting of e- even the the environment where you think you're going to have it performed. Like, are you doing this, right. um, you know, in the actual spaces? Like if it's in a dining room, are you going to do it in an actual dining room? Or are you going to have it on a thrust stage or theater in the round or outside? What, you know, what's your venue? And that's interesting too, because then it does make you think about the audience and how they're going to be seated, how you want to engage them. Are you looking at doing it in a different way or a more traditional way? It's great. Have you ever thought of venue when you've written a play before? Only when I have thought of doing something different than a traditional theater. Hmm. So the answer is yes. Even in college, I remember writing a piece where I specifically wanted the audience to move instead of have the actors move. So action Mm. would take place in one area, then the audience moved and action took place in another area. And then finally the audience filtered into a theater where the rest of the play happened. And then, you know, with Playwrights Project, I did... Um, engage the audience in a different way as well. I have a question about that. With Sisters mm-hmm. in the System, did you know when you before you started writing it, did you know that you were going to perform it in a courtroom? Uh, did I know that? No, I think we were looking for a space. We did have it at the California Western School of Law. and But part of the commission for that project was to engage the audience in a different way. So that's why I chose to have the beginning happen the way that it did. Tell our listeners. 
So um, the the play uh, chronicles the lives of two young women as they are navigating their way through the juvenile court system and uh, specifically with foster care, right? Um, and so what I did is I wanted the audience to be in a position to feel what it might feel like if you were taken out of your comfort zone and put into something unfamiliar. Um, so when people first showed up to see the play, uh, even if you came with another person, you were given two different colored programs and then you were split up from whoever you came with right when the play started. So people holding red programs would go in one area, people holding green programs would go in another area, and the actor's action was happening simultaneously. And then the actors switched positions and did the same parts of the story, but for different audiences. Then one section of the audience was allowed into the, in this case, it was a courtroom, but we also ended up doing it over the years in traditional theaters as well. But the audience went in and then you still were not allowed to sit with whoever you came with because you were filtered in separately. Audience members later said it was really uncomfortable. I really wanted to be sitting with who I came with. I didn't know what was happening. So imagine if you're a child and that happens to you. I think that just was such a moving and powerful experience when that when I got to experience that. Uh, I came alone, as I often do when I go to theater, because I, I prefer to watch theater by myself. I don't, I don't like going with people. Why? I haven't, uh, just because I don't have people that I go with normally. Like, if I'm not going to the theater with you or with Cecilia, you know, like, John... I, I'm gonna blow your mind here, but he is not a theater super fan. <laughs> what? Uh, so well, yeah, Ron. Ron will. Ron will go. He does enjoy some theater, but I do remember when I took him on his birthday. To I remember see, too <laughs> to see hand hand to God at at the rep, and we sat down. The lights go down, and then the puppets came out, and he said, "What the fuck did you bring me to?" But then by the end, he went, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, but there was a show, right, that you guys saw. We're not going to say the name of the show that you oh. took Ron to. And he was like, you are going to pay for this for the rest of your life. Yeah. One of those moments. I yeah. have paid for it. He has, since that that play, he brings it up. <laughs> and he, he has a, a specific um, thing that he does. <laughs> he goes it's not gonna be <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yes yeah he was he was quite irritated that's always that's always a good time <sighs> hey that's the, true uh... love man yep yeah well but see but see i for me it gets uncomfortable because well okay so john john will hang he'll be annoyed but he'll hang uh, but I've already like just stopped bringing him to stuff that I know he's not going to like. Um, but then now, you know, my kids are getting older. So I'm like, oh, I'll bring the kids. 
So check this out because we're approaching the holidays. The Grinch? Uh, no, oh. not the Grinch. Uh, more highbrow than the Grinch, Tori. A Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> so I took my little man to see a Christmas Carol. Oh. And I'm not going to say where. Okay. <laughs> but <sighs> front row. Uh oh. Squirming like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. uh, yawning every two seconds. And I think maybe falling asleep at some point. We're in the front row. Yeah. And um, when we hit intermission, like he's just super happy, celebrates. Yay! Um, and I says to my kid, do you want to get a drink? He's like, no, we're going home, right? I'm like, oh, he didn't realize there was a whole second half. Yep. And I'm like, don't, don't you want to know what happens? Like we're in the, you know, like you, there is absolutely no closure yet. He's like, no, can we go home now? And we had to go home because it was, it was just, it was embarrassing yeah. because okay. We were in the front row. If we were in the, if we were like behind, then I'd be like, just go to sleep and I'll, you know, watch the show. But we were in the front, and I'm not an actor. I don't know what it feels like to see someone asleep in the middle of your show. Have you ever seen that? Where or you yeah. can't see? Oh yeah, you no, have? okay, yeah. So, especially like sometimes if you're playing to an older crowd, you know, and and it's the Sunday afternoon show, yeah. It's okay though, you know, they 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 paid for a good nap. <laughs> so, out of respect to the actors, I was like, "We're we're gonna go, we're gonna go." And so we so we left at intermission, and I was trying to sneak away, and then I hear, "Whoopoo!" It was an old friend, and <laughs> busted. But we but we we took off because. So anyway, all of this to say. So that I just, I need to go alone to these things because yeah. it's. Well, so at that play that I was, that will go unnamed, uh -huh. the play that shall not be named, Ron did fall asleep <laughs> and started snoring. And listen, this is not the first time he's done something like that. I think I may have told you when we took Lamaze classes that when they had the the relaxing part and they took they put the lights down and all the husbands were kind of, you know, massaging their their partners. Or... Ron fell asleep and started <laughs> snoring. <laughs> and he's like, well, it was just so relaxing. <laughs> so I I feel you on that. And same with Ron. Like I I would only take him if it's something that I think he'll enjoy, which is why I took him to hand to God. And he did end up enjoying it quite a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's better to just go alone. I get you it. Know? If I, unless I have you or, or, or Cecilia with me, yeah. like that, you guys are like the only people that, that you go to theater with. Yeah. That I go to theater with now. That's just, I don't, yeah. We've don't. seen some good plays together. Okay. And God willing, 
we're going to see something <gasps> yes in 2021 we really i don't know tori oh, i don't but know we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna try we've got Can a we we've got a couple of things yeah yeah talk about it go so you talk about it because no, you're the you one who brought it up it. so to kill a mockingbird right yes so where is it gonna be well in in harper lee's hometown yeah and it's the it's what's the anniversary it's the oh my gosh they've been doing it for years and the townspeople are the ones who perform it and people come from all over the world to see it and i think they even use part of the original courtroom that was the inspiration yeah. for her play so yeah um we're gonna try so, tickets go on sale in january so mabel has it in her calendar mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have it in my calendar. I have it an alert set to, to buy a ticket. And yes. so regardless of whether it happens or not, um, we're going to buy tickets. We're going to buy and, a ticket. Uh, yep. And uh, so hopefully, hopefully we're able to see it. Um, and they're, you know, I mean, they're taking precautions, right. right? They're selling less seats. Right. So, so hopefully we can even get a ticket. I hope so. You know, it's a, it's a bucket list thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If Angela Ellsworth Tanya Katan's partner does the, then we will, we, we will be going overseas. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, please. Please. I hope. <sighs> okay. Tori. So I've been asking this question to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, is this, is this the, uh, no, this is not the asking oh, for a friend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it could be. So where, where would you, when the world opens up again? Yeah. Cause you like to travel. I like to travel. What's, what's the first trip? that you want to make and it doesn't have to be like one of our theater trips it could just be like just the dream trip where would you go oh my goodness golly well you know before all of this happened my family That's we so had oh my gosh so on january 20th i had paid for uh for 10 days in china That's right. and it was uh, specifically to take my daughter there because she had been working so hard. She had been taking Mandarin. She was in an immersion program from the time she was in first grade. So we were going to celebrate. We were going to go over and do that. And the next morning after I had paid for everything in full, Ron said, you've got to look at this on the news. There's some crazy virus. And you know what? It That was... That was the beginning of the end of the trip. So I, of course, I worked on getting it canceled. And at the time, it seemed like it was contained in China, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, we didn't know much about it yet. So I quickly got to work. We wanted to travel. We wanted to go somewhere overseas. We had never done that as a family. So I bought tickets for us to go to France. <laughs> <laughs> and uh ended up having to cancel all of that of course so i think it would be really cool to try to do france yeah um, yeah uh, my kids are no longer in the immersion program although i still do want to go to china someday yeah. but i th i think um i would like to go over to europe and or even go somewhere in the states but if if we are able to safely travel internationally i would love to go to paris yeah that's awesome uh, yeah um i sent what about my you? 
Oh, I I sent my um my best friend a text the other day, um saying when the world opens up, can we go spend a week in Paris? Because <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this show, but uh I I was binging on Emily in Paris. Oh, two weeks ago. <laughs> have you seen it? I I saw the trailer for it. It's People have been talking. It's fun, oh, huh? It's so cute. It's so cheesy and ridiculous. And like, of course, everything works right. that way for sweet old Emily in Paris. Sweet young Emily in Paris. Sure. Uh, but it is a guilty. Like, if you just need to pick me up. Yeah. Just sit on that for a while. Because it's so. It's just. It is Emily in Paris. And oh. it, it. But it really is like, oh, I want to be in Paris. Um. Yeah. So I love Paris. I the last time I was in Paris was when I was pregnant with Dally. And so he is now a teenager. So it's been a minute. Um Well, I can I can I'm gonna one up place. you because I haven't been to Paris since I was seventeen. <laughs> or maybe eighteen. Yeah. So bam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you win. You win. Um, but yes, Paris would be beautiful, but I have to say that I think, well, I was talking to my kiddo this morning and I was like, where would you want to go? Um, so we want to go to Hawaii because he's never been to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but um, but honestly, the one place that I would love to go and spend some time is I really, really want to go to Mexico City. Oh, I yeah. Really, I really want to spend um, like weeks in Mexico City. Like, you know, three weeks in Mexico City would be is like the plan and bring bring the kids, um, nice. bring my mom. And, um, there's just so much that I, that I want to do and be there and just like, yeah. So, so I think that's going to be the first major trip. Although, you know, we had big plans. We were supposed to go, we were supposed to go on the Disney cruise. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that was happening. That was supposed to happen in July. Um, <sighs> and then we were going to, well, actually we were going to go to Mexico city over the summer. Um, and but bb i have to say he my my baby got the new york bug so he really wants to go back to new york and i'm so yeah. thankful that we went because we actually did go to new york in january the yeah. actually like january 1st we left here to go to new york um and he loved it and is dying to get back there and he's actually talking about wanting to go to nyu and i'm like i was not on the table for you i'm like state schools <laughs> But, uh, but if, if he wants to go and he gets in, we'll figure something out. But yeah. I mean, you know, he's young, he might change his mind, but right, right. now he definitely loves it's it. Eating. I love it. NYU is like, Hey man, I, I think it's incredible. It's an excellent, so, it, was a, it was good to me. <laughs> it was good to you. It was good yeah. to me. Sadie has been talking about going back to New York too. She said, I really would love to just do another trip with you and dad to New York. And, uh, and she wants to live in New York when she graduates. I'm like, yeah, well, do it. We're do it. That's what I said. I'm like, do Oh, it. you could like when it, it's hard once you get settled into a job and do all that to travel. And then once yeah. you have kids, it's, it's even more challenging. It's not impossible, but yeah you know, priorities. So Tori, we're going to be gone for a while. This is our, this is our 12th episode. Yes. So this will officially conclude our season one. What, what an, what a, what a crazy journey, right? Back from uh, driving 
driving to one of our workspaces far, far away, talking about, ho, ho, wouldn't it be fun if we did a podcast? <laughs> yeah. To, to having a, uh, a 12 episode season and having talked to many wonderful people. And I'm looking forward to uh, season two. I'm already thinking about the guests that we're going to have on our second yes. season. I had actually will... asked someone and she said yes. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> so cool. So look for that in uh, January. And then we're going to have another another call for entries coming up. We're going to do a Valentine's Day show in 2021. Tori, yes. uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. So I actually have an asking for a friend for you. Okay. So, Tori. Yes. How soon? is too soon to put up holiday <laughs> decorations. Oh boy. I used to love doing it over the Thanksgiving holiday and having okay. them up, you know? Yep. So I don't think that's too soon. Okay. Now, so right, like right after, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or even that weekend. Okay. okay. You know? But Halloween time, just stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah, but I think putting them up around Thanksgiving because we used to do that and I feel like um the past couple of years we've waited later and later because we do get a real tree and then you know the trees uh die, dry right? Up. They dry they out. Do, yeah. They dry up pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was trying to talk my family into an artificial tree and they're not having it. Well, actually, Sadie, Ron, I think, would love an artificial tree, but Sadie doesn't want one. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. They smell so good. The real trees do. And they just, they, they look so pretty. But I've seen some pretty good artificial ones, too. Yeah. What do you guys do? Well, <laughs> I'm a little bit annoyed because, so last year, speaking of Halloween, Last year, it was like the memo went around the neighborhood. The day after Halloween, everybody, and everybody meaning like the four houses on my block. Um, well, maybe not the four, but like, I feel like two of them had their lights up within one of them, my next door neighbor, like the day after Halloween had her lights up full on. Tis the season to be jolly, follow all, all that business. Uh, like within the week, the uh, the neighbor across the way had his lights up. This year, darkness. Right, we're we're as we're approaching Thanksgiving, darkness in the neighborhood. Now, my children uh, have asked me or had asked me, "Hey, can we put the Christmas tree up early this year?" And, you know, and they were doing the whole song and dance of, oh, you know, we just need some Christmas cheer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. The neighbors are clearly going to have their lights up after Halloween, so it's fine. And, like, I made this decision in early October. We even had an alarm set on my um, <laughs> to to give us the notification to put the Christmas tree up, right? So our our tree... Our house, our home is <laughs> last year it was not decorated until like I think like three days before Christmas. 
because so, of the whole play. I was doing that Pastorella 2.0 business, and so I had no time. This year, our tree, our house, our home is fully, fully, well, I should say the interior is already in the spirit. They have asked to put the exterior lights up, and I said, heck no, that's not happening until after Thanksgiving. Because I believe after Thanksgiving, game on. Before Thanksgiving, bro. No, that ain't right. And, bro. and, but because they were like, no. I kind of get know. it though. People are wanting something to, to cheer up. I, I do understand. We just, but we wouldn't, uh, Sadie asked, Sadie asked. Oh, she did? She did, but we, we just were not you know our house is in different phases of remodeling right. projects right. and it just that stressed me out a little bit so i said let's just wait till thanksgiving so okay. i do feel like now i yesterday i cleaned out the garage a bit so it's easier to get to the christmas stuff so i feel like we're in a better position to do it okay yeah so there's no shame I, it's fine I'm it's just funny. really annoyed at my neighbors. I have to oh. say, I'm really annoyed. Last oh. year, and which is funny because I was complaining last year. I was like, oh my gosh, are these people kidding me? Um, yeah. And I felt like they were shaming us because then, you know, of course, by December 1st, everybody had their lights up and, you know, we were the holdouts. So actually we had never done exterior lights uh, until last year. We'd never done it because it was just like a pain. Like, oh gosh, oh, it looks you know, so need... nice though. And we, it's well, really, we... look, it's fun to drive up to your house too and see it looking so festive. Oh my gosh, you're such a Grinch. <laughs> I, I, well, no, but my house, my tree is positioned where you can see, you can see it from from outside. So I was like, yeah, you know, like you can see the lights. You know, we're in the, you know, in the Aww. spirit of the season. But now, now it's now you know, John went to the store and got all the lights and you know hey, did whatever. he get like a big frosty no. to put on your roof mama put her foot down on the inflatables <laughs> on the uh on the characters and so i don't need to because my neighbors do that okay they oh, okay well that's, they've got yeah. the although who knows maybe maybe they've decided that they've they've turned their backs on the season because like i said i don't know what the hell's going on but no one has their lights up it's 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 a little concerning it's it's weird yeah because... that is kind of weird but um, normally we are normally yeah we're the grinch house you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it is it is it is you know, I, I own that that's fine so we used to hang up lights all around the house and we did it for years and then last year we just have some of those lights that you stake and then it just makes the you know and like it was so much yeah so yeah. much easier so ron's like yeah i'm not gonna hang those up but i would love to go and get some of the decorational stuff to set out in front of my yard just for me because you know we have the space now and i think it would be so cool and so pretty. get the snow globe have you seen the snow globe no i want one you know what i really want i've always wanted are the reindeer with the moving heads that light up oh my gosh i think That's, they're so pretty yeah. Yeah, I really like those. And I think it would just go perfect with our backyard decor. I love it. Although I'm going to put them in the front, but still. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's like setting, setting the tone for the rest of the experience. I love it. 
Why not? Why not? That's very. Um, All right. All right. Uh, well, that's. When we first started talking, I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? We just talked before we started recording. <laughs> and now we're 45 minutes in. Okay. <laughs> so should we, le- should we leave everyone with a prompt? Yes. Let's leave everyone with, with a prompt. And again, I think we'll pop in, right? Oh, we'll yeah. pop in over the holidays and do some, maybe some writing prompts, but this will be our official season I- finale. So, um, so yeah, let's give, let's give people something to write about Tori. Okay, so this prompt is called A Letter from the Future. All right, everyone, imagine yourself 20 years from now. Have this future version of yourself write a letter to your current self. Consider the hopes and dreams you have for yourself now, as well as the worries and wonders. What wisdom does your future self have that they could share with you? I love I that. I love it. It's a great prompt. Yes, it is. I, All right, I so you they, know I came I came across mine the other day actually. That I had done. I did too. Yeah. I was as I was prepping to do this 90-day play thing, I was looking through notes and stuff like that and I came across it and went, "Ah. Oh, this is so yeah. good." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun exercise. It's a really cool exercise to do. Um, I think it's a really great end of the year exercise. And it's also a, a great exercise when, when times are a little tough because, because it's, it's very easy to feel in the moment and feel like the world is always going to be this way. Right. And this exercise lets you get past that and imagine the world as you want it to be because the year will be 2040 if you're writing yes from 20 years from now so check out what was in my letter from the future you are going to write that full-length play that you've been procrastinating on and enjoy a wonderful production your podcast with your friend mabel is going to take off i just like that the part about the play i mean I knew the podcast that we were going to get some traction working together, I think has, um, has been amazing. I've really enjoyed this journey. It's continuing, right? We're just in the middle of it, but the play I, I have procrastinated on writing a full length play. So the fact that we are now sitting down, uh, with Vanessa and doing this and we're committed and we're committed committed. to doing it. So, Hey, that's a challenge for listeners. Um, if anybody wants to join us on this journey, because I think we're going to be talking about it um, in the next season, right? We're gonna yeah. just we're just going to keep going. So if anybody wants to join us, um, the book again, and we'll put this in the show notes, is the ninety day play by Linda Walsh Jenkins. Uh, join us and join or us. or do it on your own time or start your own group. And the cool thing about why is it important that Tori and I um, have have Vanessa with us because we are all accountable to each other. And, you know, Tori and I, we're homies. We hang. And we would probably let ourselves off the hook if we didn't do what we were supposed to do. But Vanessa, which we'll bring on the show, yes, um, is, is, you know, 
she's tough and she's going to, and so we all are accountable to each other. And so it's really great to have an accountability group. That's, I know I work really well when I have someone else keeping me on track. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's actually a really great way to get yourself motivated to, to write is to, um, to find a group. And if yes. you want our group to be your group, then, uh, then just keep listening. Cause we'll be, we'll keep talking about this journey. Yeah. And any, any of the challenges, triumphs, all of it, the yeah. good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, everyone, um, have, have a great time being safe. That's what I would say, you know, like use common sense. I know everybody wants to get back with their loved ones, but these are, these are really scary times and please, please take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Um, wear a mask, stay home, wear a mask. We can do our part to win this fight. And I know, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize people. I know it's not, no, it's not easy. It's, it's terrible. Not easy, I didn't but... get to see my mom this year. Hmm. I only get to see her once a year and I didn't get to see her. And I mean, that really hurts, you know? Yeah. But would I risk traveling to go see her and possibly infect her? At... No. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know? Yep. So. But that said. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, that said, uh, find your outlet, uh, write. Look back at some of these prompts if you found them helpful. You can always redo, reuse them. Um, look on the internet. There's tons of prompts. You know, you want inspiration? Just like do a Google search for writing prompts. And yeah, um, yeah just create. Um, it's just, that's, uh, to me, that is one of the most invigorating ways to deal with a difficult time. It's just making things, whether it's writing, painting, drawing, singing um creating is just it's such a panacea so um we say farewell tori and we say look for us on alveters and good night <laughs> well, i was gonna say look for us on there's a goodbye instagram instagram twitter facebook youtube well we have our our video we have our one video. Uh, we'll have more. We'll do more. <laughs> we'll have more. We're, we need to do. A, we need show. to do a live. We need to do a live thing. We're gonna do a cooking show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I we're forgot a, I said we're that. We're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, and uh, and we're on. The, find us on the website heyplaywright.com. We'll have show notes for the again Linda Jenkins the ninety day play excellent text. And, um, and until, until season two, I will pop in, but until season two. Right. So world until next time. Keep writing. Keep writing. <laughs> Bye everyone. So long, farewell. I'll be to say adieu. Oh, see, I don't know the words. I was making things up. I don't even think I have the words right. <laughs>